Greetings, our dear listeners. Allow me to greet all of you from wherever you are. I'm sure we've had a long, long break. We are back. I'm sure you've also noticed that we've got a new look. We've changed our look, our branding is the Wellspring podcast. Allow me to welcome you. We are starting on a series on question and answer on temperaments. You know, over the years, as I've done premarital counseling, over the years, as I've conducted marital counseling, I've taken note that most of the problems in love relationships, most of the problems in marriage are as a result of uh, misunderstanding of temperaments, as a result of ignorance on um, one's temperament, as a result of demands on temperaments. And today, I want to present questions that have been asked by some of our listeners. Actually, this month, we are going to present uh, answers to questions that have been um, uh, asked by some of our listeners. And I believe as we address these questions, um, we are going to learn more, understand more, apply the things that we learn into our love and marital relationships. Allow me to thank the Wellspring team um, who operate uh, on the background and to appreciate you as well. I've got questions that I'll address today. Um, I will address three questions today. And I believe in the coming weeks, we'll be taking the questions as they come. The first question comes to us is, um, Dear Senior Regent, is it possible to change the bad parts of your own temperament? And how can a person change it? Is it possible to change the bad parts of your own temperament? And if so, how? I want first and foremost to say that the temperament is the basic template template with which one is created with. When we speak about temperament, we are talking about the genetic makeup of someone. And I want to say that the genetic makeup, when we say the genetic makeup of someone, of an individual, we are basically talking about how God created you to be. I'm sure for those who are keen to understand uh, the behavior of men, the behavior of human beings, you know that there's uh, extroverts, introverts, and the like. So a person is created by God with certain tendencies and certain natural strengths and weaknesses. And it's important for us as human beings, first and foremost, to understand the certain specific tendencies, the natural strengths, the natural weaknesses. And also, before I answer this question, there's a difference between a temperament and character. Many people um, do not understand the difference, or many people, they use these two words interchangeably. But they are different. 
character is molded, molded and shaped by socialization. So the difference between character and a temperament is that a char character is formed through socialization, the way one is raised, um, their background, the school uh, which one goes to, the you know the type of people who are around them the type of training in a particular area that is character so that's why we say character is molded it it can it it, it can change one can decide to change their character depending on how or the, depending on their environment depending on the people who are around them but when it comes to temperament, the temperament is your genetic makeup, how God created you to be. And character, you can change character because it is a product of many variables that can be controlled. But when it comes to the temperament, um, when we talk about the bad parts of your temperament, it's the negative part or the dark side of your temperament. That's basically what we are talking about. Because in our teaching, we also explain the, you know, weaknesses of a temperament. And basically, you find those in someone's um, uh, life or behavior patterns. There is a book by a guy, Tim Lahey, um, entitled Spirit-Filled Temperament. In other words... Tim Lai advocates that the Holy Spirit is the only person to balance our temperament. Our, 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 our listener here said, is it possible to, to change the bad parts? I would say it's not possible to change on your own, but the help with, through the help of the Holy Spirit, you can balance your temperament. You can, you know, complement the dark side or what you call the negative or the bad sides of your temperament. And I want to say that as believers, as we align ourselves to the influence of the Holy Spirit, our negative, uh, the negative aspects of our temperament will be neutralized by the power of the Holy Spirit. I'll give you Galatians 5.22. It says that, uh, from verse 19 says, we must be led by the Spirit so that we do not gratify the works of the flesh. And we must be led by the Holy Spirit so that we we do not gratify the, 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 the demands of the flesh. And it continues, verse 22 says, but the fruit of the Spirit, the result of His presence within us is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And I want to say, when you read about the fruit of the Spirit, basically, this is how one's temperament can be altered. One's temperament can align, or the bad part of one's temperament can be subjected to the power and the influence of the Holy Spirit. So each and everyone must desire the Holy Spirit in their lives so that our the big part or the dark side of our temperament is um, neutralized and brought to balance. I believe that um, our question suffice to our dear listener. Our second question uh, tonight um, says, uh, Senior Reverend, how do I prevent myself from being taken advantage of? Wow, I know that there are some people in this life 
who feel at times they are taken taken advantage of. Some feel they are taken advantage of because of their gender, because of their educational status, because of their financial status, because of their temperament, for instance. You, you, one can be taken advantage of by the opposite sex because of their temperament, especially maybe for those who are melancholic. Someone might take advantage of that temperament. I want to bring to your attention Colossians um, 2 verse 6 to 10. It says, therefore, as you have received Christ Jesus the Lord, walk in union with him, reflecting his character in the things you do and say, living lives that lead others away from sin, having been deeply rooted in him, and now being continually built up in him and becoming increasingly more established in your faith, just as you were taught, and overflowing in it with gratitude. See to it that no one takes you captive through philosophy, no one takes advantage of you actually through philosophy, an empty deception, pseudo-intellectual babble, according to the tradition and musings of men, following the elementary principles of this world, rather than following the truth, the teachings of Christ. For in him all the fullness of deity, the God that dwells in bodily form, completely expressing the divine essence of God, and in him you have been made complete, achieving spiritual stature through Christ, and he is the, uh, the head of overall rule and authority of every angelic and every power. I want to say that this scripture where we are reading from says that you must be careful so that you are not taken advantage of through philosophy, empty deception, pseudo-intellectual babble, according to the tradition and musings of mere men. So the first thing to know is that you must know who you are in Christ before people take advantage of you. Know who you are in Christ. And I want to say to somebody hearing my voice tonight, in Christ you are complete. There is nothing wrong with you. There is nothing amiss with you. There is nothing missing in you. As long as you are in Christ, you are complete. The second thing is, is that after you establish or after you know that you have established and um, confirmed even through the word of God that you are complete in Christ. It's important to be principled. Be principled as a young man. Be principled as a young lady. Let godly principles guide you. Pray for yourself that the Holy Spirit will preserve and protect you and protect you from being taken advantage of. Pray for the Holy Spirit to help you. Pray for God to guide you, to cover you, to uh, you know, to deliver, to deliver you from being dis uh, taken advantage of. Um, and I want to say to somebody tonight, I believe that the grace of God is sufficient to break the intention of the enemy to take for you to be taken advantage of in your life. Maybe the Holy Spirit, our helper break that intention of the enemy over your life, the intention to take advantage of you. May your negative, may the negative parts of your temperament not um, fuel or propel 
you're being taken advantage of. I believe that uh, answers to the question that was before us. The last question that we'll cover today is, which temperaments, which temperaments, sorry, can I pick up that again? Somebody says, uh, Senior Reverend, if I can't change my temperament, then what good is it to know about? If I can't change my temperament, then what good is it for me to know about it? I want to say that the word of God says, my people perish because of lack of knowledge. And like I said in my introduction, I said that I've discovered as I do premarital counseling, marital counseling, that most of the challenges that spouses, beloveds meet in their love relationships and their marriages are a result at times of ignorance of one's temperament, ignorance of one's genetic makeup. And so that you see all the fighting, the fighting is all about, I want you to be like me. I want you to change. I want you, or I want you to be like this type of a person. Fighting over someone's temperament will not help. So somebody here is saying, if I can't change my temperament, then what good is it for me to know about temperaments? I want to give you an answer here. Uh, Bishop Jake Howard Mills, on his book, Model Marriage, says there are six reasons why every Christian should know about his or her temperament. Number one, knowing about your temperament will show you the kind of person you are naturally inclined to marry. In other words, knowing about your temperament will help you know the type of people whom you are inclined or can be attracted to for marriage. Number two, he says that knowing about your temperament will make you aware of your natural strengths. You know, at times the struggles we have in life is because we try to be other people. You try to be everyone else. You try to do this and that and everything. But it's important for somebody to know their strength. It's important for you to know your strengths and also number three, it's important for you to know your weaknesses. You know, when you know your weaknesses, you can work on those. You can pray that the Holy Spirit will bring balance to those weaknesses. Number four, he says, knowing about your temperament will help you to accept and flow with your marriage partner. I want to say this to beloveds. I want to say this to couples, spouses. When you know about your temperament, it will be easy for you to accept and flow again with your spouse in the marriage relationship and flow again with your beloved in the love relationship. You won't struggle, you won't fight over behavioral change if you understand your temperament. Number five, he says, knowing about your temperament will help you to accept and flow with the people you work with or relate with. May I say that the knowledge or information about temperament is not only limited to love relationships or marriages, but even in the workplace, even wherever you are, when you understand your temperament, to be easy for you to accept and flow with people around you, you will not demand uh, that everyone must be like you, or you will not demand, you will just flow with everyone, having understood that. God has made and created us different. And lastly says, knowing about your temperament will help you to forgive people who hurt you. 
I want to say that one of the things as we live is that at times in life people can hurt you, but when you understand your temperament, it will be easy for you to forgive people who hurt you. At times people hate us because they don't understand us. They hate us because they place certain uh, demands on our character, which on, on our temperament or behavioral traits through temperament, which we can't even change. So when you understand your own temperament and people hurt you, you are able to forgive them and accept them and flow with them. Dear listeners, that's it for today. Let's meet again on Friday and look at the more questions that we've received from our listeners. Good evening. <laughs>